All right, gentlemen, are we ready? Ready. Fight. Test your might. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Geek Anthology. I'm your host, Neil Cordray, and I'm joined this week by... The one true Ben. And... Mike. And, uh, so, one thing that we do, that we did a fair bit of in previous seasons, and then pretty much didn't do it all last year, at least for the most part, was review movies. Talk about movies. Um... I remember movies. I remember movies, too. I remember, Back I remember the, theaters. I... Hey, I... So we're getting to that. I I do remember movie theaters. Um, With things maybe potentially starting to return to something resembling normal. By the way, go get your ass vaccinated if you haven't already. Um, Please? (laughs) No, no, please. Do it. Well, speaking as one of the people who would benefit from, you know, with a a compromised immune system. Yeah. So. It's It's not a government conspiracy. Bill Gates is not going to install... A 5G tracking chip into your shoulder. You have a cell phone, probably. That works just fine. Here I was hoping for here I was hoping for the 5G upgrade. I mean, I you know, and you know, maybe free free copy of Windows 10 with that. Free Windows? You must well, be I'm drunk. Already, well, I'm already paying for the I'm already paying for the vaccine, so you shouldn't have had to pay for the vaccine either. Well, it's you know, well, I mean, other than taxes yeah. and such, but no, like at least if you're in the US. Uncle Sam's footing the bill for you get it, to get vaccinated. Right. Which would mean so. us, because Uncle Sam is taxpayers. Yes, right? but theoretically, you, <laughs> that all money has already been out of your pocket, so it's, it, 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 won't hit, it won't hurt you in, in the short run. Or even either, way, really Micros- run. Yeah, either way, Microsoft would be being paid. Whether it's coming out of my pocket or Uncle Sam's, you know, my oh. pocket via Uncle Sam's, doesn't matter. I, I, I want my free Windows upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, um, and, and I haven't turned fabulous, so that one's that one's out too. So, so to get back to things, um, movies. we saw a movie. I think Mike and Ben saw it on HBO Max, which is the future of movie theaters, apparently. But uh, the present, I guess, depending on how you look at it. Really? I actually got to go see it at my old haunt, the Alamo Draft House, which is back open. Um, with severely reduced seating, and uh, you can't order in the middle of the of the movie anymore. You order ahead of time, but uh, it's open. Be, I just happen to be trying out the old HBO Max thing. If I wasn't, I totally would have been down to get out there. Now, um, you know, it's like I want to get back out there and actually see a movie in a theater, but there has to mm-hmm. be a movie that's like you know worth, worth it the experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a movie that I really want to go see that I'm not, not sure if either of you would be interested in, but. Uh, I really want to go see Street Gang, How We Got to Sesame Street, which is a documentary about the ma- about the initial making of Sesame Street. I, I, there's a lot of docs that I enjoy, but I, I just I don't really care to see a doc in the theater necessarily. I really liked Won't You Be My Neighbor in theaters. I need to get around to watching that one of these days. Yeah, it's apparently already no longer showing. Uh, that's irritating. It'll come on HBO Max or something. And it'll be on something somewhere, but. Still a little frustrating. Right. So, movies. Yes, yeah. movies. We, went saw, we saw Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! Which, uh, 19, was it 1997? Nine. I think it was 99. No, no, no. It was earlier than that. 
the, the movie, the first movie, the original movie. Yeah, The uh, Matrix came out in '99. Mortal Kombat was several years earlier. Let's uh, take a look at go to the internet machine. Mortal Kombat '95. Oh, it was '95. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was I in the was '90s-ish. Yeah, Robin Shu as you know. It was a, as, it was a fun, campy movie, and then there's a sequel that we all pretend didn't happen because Mortal Kombat Annihilation, where they recast the entire cast. It's a very suitable um, Mortal Kombat subtitle. Annihilated. It's very, yeah, it's a very <laughs> fitting subtitle because it basically just, yeah, it like wrecked the idea of there ever being another Mortal Kombat movie for a very long time. Right. It was so weird because like on paper, I it sounded great. I was like, oh my gosh, all these other characters, characters that I think are the fucking coolest. But they just kind of threw them together like a bunch of kids like you know, taking action figures and slamming them together, you know, oh, like yeah. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. The, and the effects were terrible and mm -hmm. uh, the acting was even worse and the whole thing was a cluster. Right. And, and truth be told, I mean, I enjoyed the first Mortal Kombat, but man, there, there was room for improvement, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. No but, doubt. I mean, both, both of them, all, like uh, the, the nineties Mortal Kombat movies. And yes, I will include Annihilation in that um, are fun enough bad movies like right it's like it's like street fighter you, or, or hell for that matter spoil like not this the, no spoiler review the 2021 mortal Kombat movie i would not <laughs> describe this as high cinnamon yeah well god you know, damn if i didn't get exactly what i signed up for when i went to see it <laughs> it's an interesting thing because um it is really just on that edge of like is it a is it a is it a good good movie or a good bad movie it's kind of like yes all of the above i, I would really well, say see, honestly a good bad movie but i'm not complaining either right yeah, enjoyed, the first mortal combat i first enjoyed mortal the ever loving hell out of it yeah first mortal combat was up as entertaining movie it wasn't deep you know and mm -hmm. um and is it didn't take itself too seriously you know it took itself just seriously enough you know it knew it was before, campy, but before it we go down the that. rabbit hole here, we should probably uh, get our signal boosts. Signal boosts and spoilers, yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, um, I go last. So who's first? I'll kick things off. Um, All right. Again, in my tradition of signal boosting things that need no signal boost, um, the series Invincible on Amazon Prime is really good. I highly recommend it. I I read the uh, I read the the comics and then Omnibus um you know collection deal um it's by uh robert kirkman the same dude that does uh, walking dead and he was you know closely involved with the creation of said series so you know faithful adaptation and all that animation's good the voice acting is fucking stellar um and it's a, it's a lot of people uh that people know like for example omni man is played by jk simmons and he is fantastic as always jk simmons is fantastic and um, the titular Invincible, who's um, Omni-Man's son, uh, is played by Steven Yun. So you got a Walking Dead connection right there. And I think he's perfect casting for the part. It's great. And his mom is played by Sandra Oh. Um, there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of interesting people that pop up in supporting roles. Like uh, there's a um, supervillain called Machine Head, who's played by Jeffrey Donovan. He really hams it up in a fun way there. Um, I will actually... Okay. Um... I will not go last because I, I need to, to mention a couple things. Uh, I will go next here, unless you have more to say, but Mike, sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to cut oh, you off. No, I didn't have a whole lot to say. I didn't want to, you know, I just want to give it a plug and say mm -hmm. it's good. I don't want to get too so, far into it, but, yeah. but uh, I would say um, it's on Amazon Prime, like I mentioned, um, mm -hmm. and it is 
uh let's see it's like the you know hour show without commercials ish length so mm -hmm. it's like 40 ish minutes with i think like an extra long final episode and it's eight episodes long so mm -hmm. very digestible you know has been uh, confirmed for a second season yeah yeah i'm you know very unsurprised it's kind of like when the witcher came out and everyone like five minutes and everyone's like oh yeah this is obviously getting a second season yeah so i i do have to i need to mention a couple things here one I signal boosted this three episodes back. Think, Mike, think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, did you know? Yeah, I did. Um, By the way, I love that that's a meme. That's such a great meme. That's that's why yeah. I had to go next. Um, <laughs> you have to, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a um, finale yeah. thing. So Yeah, yeah I, I, I actually haven't seen up to that episode. I don't know what or, that, fully what that meme is referencing, but I oh, man, okay. did the internet blow up with it. But Or uh, alternatively, if you've read the comics and have a decent yeah. memory, then you'll also get the reference. But yeah, I know okay. what's going on, roughly speaking, because I have I, I read the comics a while back. But um, the other th reason I need to bring it up is because um, one of the characters in, uh, in uh, Invincible is... Uh, voiced by um, a character, by probably my favorite character in the thing that I'm signal boosting today. Um, I am signal boosting uh, something I, I'm pretty confident I have also signal boosted already once before, which is um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, which is just, I've been re-watching it. It is so very good. And uh, one of the teen team's uh, actors is... Um, voiced by my favorite character in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I'm trying to remember who that is. Give me a moment. There's characters that maybe I can help you out. He's the guy that, that throws coins and they blow up, I think. Uh, Rexplode. Oh, yeah, uh, Jason Manzukis. Yes. Also perfect casting for the yeah, part. Yeah, Jason Manzukis is... Uh, he. Jason Manzukis uh, plays um, Pimento, Adrian Pimento, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and is very fun in that, in that show as well. Um, he is, uh, I mean, he is the perfect crazy guy or wild. Yes, card, he is. He just has this look on his face, like it's like an intense sass. Yes, it's like a, it's like a insane irreverence. Mm -hmm. Everything just. Oh, big, he was. Uh, he was an upright citizen. That makes sense. That does not surprise me. Uh. <laughs> Just when I say upright citizen, by the way, I'm re referring to the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York. But um, okay. for anyone who has no idea what I'm talking about, but yeah, he uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine is great. Um, it's really well written. It's really it is very it is very it, it's it's very very witty. Um, like also, it's, Terry Crews is a delight. Terry Crews is fantastic, and uh, and uh, what's his name? Um, the guy from The Lonely Island. Oh, Adam Sandberg. Yeah, Adam Sandberg is not nearly as annoying as I thought he was going to be. Yeah, like, I'll bet, I, you, know, I, you know who else I'll bet gets that a lot? Zach Braff. Yeah. He, he just smacks up, you know, he wasn't as annoying as I thought he'd be. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I haven't, like, I didn't really particularly like his, his, uh, his tenure on SNL. And while I do remember The Lonely Island, I found The Lonely Island got very old after about three songs. Um... I, I, they, I would agree. I would agree that they are probably, you know, it's like a best in small doses kind of thing, but yeah. that's the way in which I consumed them. So I guess I'm a little biased. I, I like them quite a bit because it's like, they'll do a thing. I'm like, Oh, that's fucking hilarious. And then I'll forget that they exist for a while. And then they'll put out another thing that kind of pick, yeah. you know, like picks up steam and, I'm, and then I, I consume it and I'm like, Oh, that's fucking great. So it's like, you know, I'm not, 
I'm not just like, you know, I don't have like a diet of Lonely Island going on. I don't have a right. repeat, but yeah. But yeah, um, but even if you are the sort of person who is who is of the opinion that that, that it could that like Adam Sandberg can grow tiresome, he's uh it's not like well, I put him in the same camp as Will yeah. Ferrell. It's like someone who's very talented and very funny, but yes, you can get tired as fuck of them if you like. But he really like, yeah, actually. he he does a great job of like, even though he is one of the writers as well, but he's not uh, like it doesn't smack of what I would consider his brand of camp comedy, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get the feeling that like there's a good vibe going on. There's a good their like, writers' room is fantastic. Writers. Is yeah. is really the thing? Like their writers' room, like there. Well, he is ostensibly a like the the closest you come to a main character. It's just a really good ensemble cast. Yeah. So, um, it, it's just great. Check out Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's on Hulu. Like the first five seasons. It's still in production, so it can't all be on Hulu yet. I'd like to signal boost all the things we've signal boosted. Just putting that out. <laughs> also, buy all Ben's books. Yes. Uh, signal boost my books. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> so speaking of signal boost, um. So you got everything. If you uh, signal boosted your signal boost there, Neil. Yeah, that's 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 me having okay. boosted my signal. All right. So um, by the time this comes out, um, I will probably this will probably be on YouTube. I'm doing a uh, doing the thing on Saturday at uh, Pythian Castle with Pages and Pie mm-hmm. um, Publishing. It's going to be a pop up thing where you get together with other other writers. There's going to be other writers there um, who uh, are the local writers. Uh, and now that I'm trying to think of the name, I can't. <laughs> um, the thing you put on uh, in the Discord? No, no, that's 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 this is for the pages by the other authors here. Oh, okay. um, ah. And um, let's see here, I'm trying to get to that so I can get. Because there's some good authors here, um, and they definitely deserve uh, deserve to get you know get some shout out here. Um, there we go. So uh, where is it? Shirley McCann, Addison Michael, um, they're going to be there. Uh, I'll be I'll be there with them. Um, so yeah, Pity and Castle also goes to her, so that'll be fun. And I'm doing uh, my part. Uh, they uh, evidently don't know me very well because they asked me to be the uh, the featured speaker. So some people have to listen to me talk for half an hour um, about scene setting and making the making your setting um, an actual character in your in the way things go. But then my other one, my other uh, thing that I am um, my, I'm doing is um, signal stuff. Yeah, my, my uh, so, so, yeah, see, is um, Unsleeping City in um, in uh, on Dimension Twenty on YouTube. Oh my God, that is amazing. Um, it is, uh, and I, I put I put um, the, uh, the link to uh, episode one. So, Unsleeping City is uh, Dimension Twenty. Brennan Lee Mulgan is just an amazing GM. Um, I will I would say that I would put him on a on a par with Matt Mercer um, in many in many respects, um, especially with his NPCs. His NPCs are amazing. Um, Unsleeping City though is effing brilliant. Because it's set in modern day New York. Um, what system are they using? Five E. Really? Yes, they're using Five E. So you've got like you've got six you got six characters on there, the same ones from Fantasy High, which I think I boosted here a while back. Uh, you've got Ricky Matsui, who is a paladin. He's a New York firefighter. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah, he is, and he is, you know, he is he is paladin of the you know of the city. You know, he's oath of devotion. 
but you know he is he is powered by you know he he is fueled by the power of civic duty uh, you know and uh, there's there's a running joke in there that he was Mr. Mark in the New York City Fire Department you know fireman's calendar uh, and that's where a lot of people <laughs> recognize him because he's just like super buff. Um, in case in case people weren't able to understand my Ben cutting out there, I believe he said Mr. March. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. March. Um, and then um, there's Kingston Brown, who is a nurse, uh, and he is he's he's a cleric, you know, with a, with a city domain. So you know he and the the guy who plays him plays this, you know. He's like this this black man in his forties or fifties. He's just you know super down to earth. You know, it's always you got to come see me. You know, um, and then let's see. There's uh, Misty Moore, who is a bard, who's a fairy. Uh, she so she's a Broadway actor, um, and so yeah. And she basically uh, she you know part of the part of the whole thing is she um, you know thrives on the adoration of others. It's like it it fuels her. She's very old, but then. There's there's two others. There's well, there's three others. There's Kugrash, who's a rat man. He's a uh, uh, basically a, a druid of the city. Um, there is Sophia Bicicleta, Sophie Bikes. Uh, she's a drunken master monk. She's a hairdresser who's just and um, and she basically you know is plaster all the time. And that's how she that's how she gets her her abilities. Is she drunken master fights? Uh, but then there is Pete the Plug. Who is basically a transitioning a transitioning trans man, um, and he, he's a wild mage. Uh, he's a wild sorcerer. He doesn't know how to control his abilities, and a lot of that is the but the lore, the city, the characters, just the whole thing. And episode seven right now is the last one. Oh my! You're God. cutting in and out a bit, Ben. Okay. Sorry. Well, um, I seem to be okay on this side. I'm not seeing anything. Well, you're doing fine now. It's, it's intermittent. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, but the you know the episode seven is the most recent, and it's like the culmination of a lot of the plots starting to come together. And it just you know, uh, Sophia finds a you know finds a a, a, a sensei. Uh, we find out about Kogrash's past that he used to be human, um, you know, and um, you know they have they have this serious talk about Pete, you know, trying to figure out what's going on with him, and it just. It's just amazing how this whole thing comes together, um, and, and just the character growth, the characters, and everything. I'm just going. I could run something on that level, you know. Of course, it's it helps that they have sound effects and shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know the uh, thing about Five E is, um, you know, mm-hmm. it could you can easily put it in any setting, and even like give some mm-hmm. suggestions for certain stuff in the DMG with like futuristic mm-hmm. stuff and so on and so forth exactly um, but people just don't do it as often for a couple of reasons one because mm-hmm. there's so many um the focus of the books is adventure things that people tend to run or edit mm-hmm. and run and then secondly you know of course like a lot of people that are new to it don't want to stray too far or whatever they have their preferred settings or whatever but yeah i mean it's a it's a flexible um easy to learn system so it makes sense that you can plop it down into to any setting i mean not not to say you couldn't do that with a other editions but it's especially um it's especially easy to, to yeah. do it with that one because it's a lot more streamlined than other versions of D and similar games right and oh my god it is just amazing so yeah and um so yeah and that's that's my signal boost there dimension 20 um also check out the other ones you know the candy crown um escape from blood keep with uh with matt mercer um oh, yes, the rare of him actually getting to play an ad and d game as opposed to oh yeah Oh yeah, he's great. I'm always down to watch him play because it's first of all it's just a rare 
thing to see and secondly he's just he's having so much fun it's infectious right and then um yeah and then of course uh fantasy high which is another one of my favorites so yeah that's my signal boosts um Alrighty. that and jupiter's legacy been watching that is superhero. that dimension 20 thing or is uh, no jupiter's legacy is on netflix it's a superhero deconstruction oh mm-hmm. okay yeah they're dealing with the idea that you know killing is bad um so yeah it's pretty cool so but yeah, yeah that's me all right well yeah test your might indeed test your might so um i already gave my my two cent uh review which was it's exactly what i want was what i was hoping it would be and i'm not complaining although it ain't no citizen kane neither it's not designed to be you know yeah the uh the writers and directors and etc definitely like they weren't shying away from what they, they they knew what they were doing the actors knew what they were getting into um at least it seems that way kano is a delight (laughs) speaking of which shall we spoiler of the episode oh yeah spoiler of the week episode whatever it is spoiler of the week just has so much more pizzazz to it i wish we were still weekly so it would make sense but whatever um we can still call it that and nobody can stop us this is right um and that would be kato wins the movie flawless uh not that flawless but still um it's kano <laughs> by the standard of this movie sure <laughs> do we even want to bother doing the non-spoiler and spoiler or should we um get it well it? yeah still still give a little bit because i, I want to cut in some mortal Kombat music <laughs> so they're fighting co- in this movie and <laughs> get a copyright claim um it should be pointed out by the way that um the um that the iconic uh the iconic music which i'll still probably just put in um you know the never plays in its iconic form but um the underlying but but however in the overall scoring um a lot of like you you get you get that melodic line in the background a lot Along with the dun 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 you get that as well. Um if you're listening for it. It's it's subtle, which I kinda like because it it's all it's pervasive throughout the score. Indeed. Yeah, you know, there's not too many things you can say about this movie that are subtle, so I guess might as well, you know. Yeah, this movie is not subtle. I mean Mortal Kombat. This movie is not about being subtle. Uh, let's see other non-spoilery things that we can discuss um we see a lot we see a lot of the iconic characters yeah um it's like you know there's uh let's see i i guess we sh- we could say there's uh most of the original characters the classic mm-hmm. characters are represented um and for some reason there's an original character which i assumed was just a character from a game i hadn't played but it's like nope nope this is just a well, new guy. completely random nope. ass character they just put together for the movie, even though they had dozens yep. and dozens and dozens of characters to uh, draw from. <laughs> right. That was one of the few things that left me scratching my head about the movie. I was like, all right, they, they made a choice there. Um, yeah. Right. Why is this guy here? Who is he? Yeah. Why yeah. do we, why are you supposed to care? Yeah. The, the only, the only reason I can think of for why they had this audience member stand in audience member stand in um, was that there are two reasons that I can think of for why they had him. One, because they wanted an audience member stand in, and two, um, so that you you so that you had an excuse to have the final fight of the 
uh, of the movie happen. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways they could. My only real theory, because really, he could have just been Johnny Cage. Yeah. Have Johnny Cage be your fish out of water, it would have worked just fine. Yeah, but the fish out of water had to end up being the hero. We can't do that with Johnny Evans. I guess. Well, I mean, Johnny it. Johnny's semi-heroic. The thing about, yeah, I mean, Johnny is like, I guess he's kind of like Captain Hammer heroic. Um, like, he's douchey, but he's still a good guy overall. And that's actually... He's on the side of the good guys, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, well, that's a thing that I think I want to say they've explored. Uh, maybe arguably even in the uh, original Mortal Kombat movie in the 90s is the whole, like, you know, arc of him kind of, like, you know, yeah. trying to be less douchey and more heroic. Also, they have this whole thing about how there's some sort of prophecy about some guy. Johnny Cage's backstory in the games would work just fine for having him be part of a prophecy um, because uh, in Johnny Cage's backstory, he is apparently um, actually descended from a line of, I think, Aztec fighting magic people. Sure, why not? Um, okay. Everyone has some weird heritage. Yeah, like they had, to, they had to come up with a reason for why he had green magic powers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they decided that... Um, that he was, uh, was descended of, from some people. That was a lot of old school Mortal Kombat lore. It's just, okay, how do we reverse engineer this weird shit that they shoot out of their body? We really whatever? didn't think, right. we didn't really think too hard about the story like, for the first lady game. has a ring that she shoots out. This dude, like, you know, <laughs> like, has weird... Yeah, no. Um, in Mortal Kombat 2011, he's described as the descendant of an ancient Mediterranean, Mediterranean cult who've read warriors for the gods. As an explanation for his special powers, um, so uh, see, they went, I see they went with the simplest explanation possible. <laughs> yeah, well, he doesn't know he's the he, he is uh, the uh, you know the the he finds it out yeah. apparently in in that in MK11 or Mortal Kombat 2011, I should say, because it's not MK11; it was just Mortal Kombat. And man, the Mortal Kombat games, by the way, as a brief aside. Have a naming, have a naming and numbering policy almost as cons- almost as confusing as Assassin's Creed and the Xbox consoles. Yeah, it's, it's is, like, it as, is it as confusing as Windows? <laughs> no, that's pretty bad too. <laughs> that, that's that's <laughs> a trick. Two thousand and Emmy. Good fucking luck. Yeah. Good, good fucking luck, average person. Figuring it's that Mortal out. Kombat, Mortal Kombat <laughs> two, Mortal Kombat three, um, Mortal Kombat Man, four. So far, it makes sense. Then alliance. it becomes. Um, deception, uh, special forces, deadly alliance, deception, Helen monks, Armageddon, and then Mortal Kombat, and then Mortal Kombat X. Oh, even before you get and into then that, Mortal Kombat 11. You forgot though, with Mortal Kombat 3, you had Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, and then Mortal Kombat Trilogy before you yeah. even got to 4. Mm-hmm. So they're basically two juiced up versions of the third game before they even got to the fourth game which was really the sixth game hey kids it's like the final fantasy naming yes. scheme between the uh, north america and um and japan well that, that's why i used uh that's why i used assassin's creed because if you'll recall it was assassin's creed <laughs> one to brotherhood it would be a boring um, episode but we could do a whole episode on fucking confusing naming conventions right no doubt. We could sprinkle so, that in as a feature, not not a whole episode, but yeah. Fun By the way, you know it had a wacky ass freaking naming convention. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, apparently in Mortal Kombat X, because it wasn't ten, it was X. So that way they could have Mortal Kombat XL. Dream. Um, that was when they retconned his backstory. Um, but yeah, you could totally could have had 
Johnny Cage, be your uh, be your uh, your uh, audience stand-in, as well as uh, you know your your person who do- who knows nothing, so that sorry, did you just say exposition magnet? Because that's a great uh, piece of uh, that's a great like almost name for a trope. If you didn't, um, well done. Not, no, I think you just heard what you wanted to hear. Okay, I, I was just being a um, amused there. I, I okay. said main protagonist. Yeah, but yeah, he's, he, well, he, our main protagonist is also an exposition magnet. Oh yeah, they he's there. Things. He is there to ask, wait, what, so that yeah. someone can explain things to him, spelled, spelled and thus, w- and thus, therefore, the audience. Spelled W U T. This is important. Yeah. Wait, what? Exposition <laughs> magnet. I love it. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, let's see what other non-spoilery things. Um, you uh, first of all, um, mu- unlike the Mortal Kombat of the '90s, this is very much a hard R with lots of blood and. Oh my goodness! Yes, it was. Uh... I want to say you get to see about four fatalities in their entirety in this. Um, and and we're talking um, about actual like from straight from the video game. Yeah, this is straight. Yeah, this is straight from the game. They're not half-assing this stuff. The they definitely pulled off. Um, uh, da, 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 da. This isn't really spoilery, but uh, they definitely pulled off um, one of Jax's, one of uh, one of uh, Kano's. Scorpion. Um, huh? Scorpion. Um, Toasty. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they he did. In fact, they they did Scorpion's uh, thing, and uh, also the one that I really wasn't expecting, which was Kung Lao's. Oh yeah. That was fucking out of, yeah, that was out of left field, and that was half the fun, is that it was just like, whoa, wait, what, this is happening? Okay, that happened. Actually did Kung Lao's (laughs) fatality, which is one of the sillier ones, which is saying something. It's like, it's, it's both a very contrived and organic at the same time. It's a, it's a paradox. And technically they also did one of Shang Sun's, but Shang Sun has kind of boring fatalities. Uh, So, yeah. Also, it kind of, you know, it, it almost doesn't count if you don't have a proper fight beforehand, you know? It's yeah, like, he, there's a difference between a fatality and just killing a fool. Yeah. Because if you're just killing a fool, you didn't have a big fight beforehand. It's true, but technically the killing a fool that he did was one of his fatalities that you can execute if you, yes, once it is, you... it is technically one of the fatalities <laughs> in the game. But yeah, what else? Without getting too specific, um, a lot of specific references to, like, lines and actions and techniques from the game. Um, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, it's, it's a weird blend where it's like, uh, if you just want a dumb action movie and have just a passing familiarity with the games, you're going to enjoy it just as much as someone who's hardcore and has played like mm-hmm. most of the games or whatever. I'm kind of disappointed. Kind of stuff. I'm kind of disappointed that, uh, that, uh, that Carrie, uh, Hiroyuki Tagawa is, uh, is too old to play, to have just played Shang Tsung again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the guy they got for him was still re- was, was very good. This is true. He was pretty he, good, but he wasn't. He, he he didn't. He didn't steal the movie like Kerry Tokugawa did. It's true, but he still overacted in a in an appreciably uh, hammy manner. True. Yes. Which it's almost, it's, it, well, it, it gets into a philosophical thing because, like, when the character is portrayed that way consistently, is it really overacting at that point, or is it just, <laughs> it's just good acting? Right. <laughs> right. It's like when the role is bad acting, and yes. you do it. It's like. It's like if you try to fail and you succeed, did you fail? Mm-hmm. It's one of those questions. It's like I don't know, man. Like you tell me. <laughs> this is why the uh, the the discourse on a Mortal Kombat movie is actually kind of hard because, as 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 I said, it ain't no Citizen Kane, but they weren't trying to make Citizen Kane either. <laughs> right? Depending no, they were. Not... Thing you played on, it can be very easy, easy, 
medium hard or very hard discourse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, no cheat codes necessary. All the blood is loaded into this release. Oh man. Um that's another philosophical question is like whenever you have the ridiculous like violence and gore and stuff it's like is it just is it trying to be over the top or is it just trying to be Mortal Kombat which is inherently over the top. <laughs> it's it's if you yeah. forgive the pun a lot of these things bleed together. Yeah. Know? Mortal Kombat's really kind of interesting in that regard because, yeah, sure, it is horrifically violent and gory, but, at, such a this, but at this point, it is it is so horrifically violent and gory and bloody and in such a cartoony manner that it almost becomes a self-parody. Right. I, I, an analogy I would use, well, not really an analogy, just an example, but um, for anyone that's seen the, the Joker movie, um, that movie has, like, a lot of, like, dread and mood and like psychological shit going on and then there's these brief spurts of intense violence and it's like they're not as not all of it is explicit some of it's distanced or there's quick cuts or whatever but mm -hmm. it's it's so much more disturbing than an explicitly violent right in your face movie in many mm -hmm. ways i mean obviously there's the realism factor you know where you know despite it being based on a comic character it's really just kind of like you know an updated taxi driver with some joker paint slapped on let's be honest yeah um, but it's like it feels like this is a real person this could really happen this is very disturbing stuff whereas this is just like hey look i'm a four-armed creature thing i'm they got gore out of my good hand. they did a good the, the, i really like the the effects they, they had for goro um I think they were serviceable, you know. I mean, it's so much better, at least than 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 previous uh, representations at the very. Well, that that begs a good question. The original Mortal Kombat um, was that primitive CG that they used, or were there practical effects going on there? I don't really remember how they did. That's the a very good question. I want to well, say a little of both. Why don't we go ahead and break for music while I look that up, and then we'll come back with an answer to that question and spoilers. Alrighty.
Doesn't answer the question. Mix of practical and CGI. Yeah, that's what I thought. So obviously we're back, uh, everybody. Hello. Um, right. But yeah, yeah, so it it was in fact a mix of practical and CGI um, effects. Um, Laura was uh, apparently at least part of it was a one hundred and twenty pound animatronic suit. Wow. So actually, it was almost entirely practical, mm. which damn. Um, quite the undertaking. So obviously, um, as the music uh, has indicated, from here, the, um, from here there be spoil. Here there be spoilers. Yes, there are words. Um, there are words. So um, I didn't dislike our care our our uh, our surrogate stand-in. Um, I mean, he was entirely passable. Meh. Yeah, I mean, he. Let me. Oh, yeah. That Cole Young, this is the best compliment I can give him. He served the function in which he was intended. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was earnest. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, that's a really interesting character or something, but I'm, you know, I'm not going to shit on him either. It's just all right. Yeah. He, uh, he, I will say this kind of an odd choice to be like, hey, let's make our main person suck at fighting in Mortal Kombat. He didn't <laughs> suck. The, the, oh, Tragic Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. That, that was that was the whole that, that, Like, he had an implied backstory. The problem was it was very that heavily didn't have the screen time for implied. So yeah, like <laughs> he was implied to have actually been a uh, a rather decorated boxer who is now retired and just barely fighting for uh, for whatever for you know whatever. Um, I, that, that always bugs me when it's like, oh hey, let's throw in a like a complicated implied thing, but not actually touch it, and then it just yeah. I don't know. That's that's a pet peeve of mine, I think. Right. Well, and and the thing is, is that implied. I think the the implication there for him for the character was that his heart just wasn't in it, you know. Yeah. Um. You know, and also he needs to get a better uh, he needs to get a better fight manager than a little girl. It's his right. daughter. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't let's make her be, better. Let's be fair here. <laughs> it's not a qualification. Right. I always. I, it, it was interesting that I always kind of thought that Sub Zero was really more the um protagonist yeah well at least of the of the various lin Kuei um ninja guys um that that sub-zero was was closer to a protagonist than anything else well the thing I about was, it is that he, scorpion like, always had all the hell and demon associations going on so yeah he, he was like default a evil dude yeah but in this it's more of a like oh well sub-zero was like this you know like he was the person who is like instigating and then this is like a righteous fury of hell thing going on yeah but i mean in the end like you got a very ghostbusters or not ghostbusters ghost writer uh vibe it's, going it, it's one of those things where it's like you know i mean it becomes a chicken or the egg situation where it's just like ninja clans like you know hating each other and killing each other forever and it's like who knows yeah. who really started what and who's a quote-unquote good guy i mean well to be fair there's it's really not so much that there's 
good or bad just that they're you know enemies of course this they you know because you know it's a movie and they wanted to kind of you know pick a lane so to speak they're just like oh okay well we'll make it very mustache twirly because he's going to come in and like kill his family mm -hmm. and everything right. yeah and, and but i think they did do a good a good job of making it more a rivalry uh between the two characters as opposed to you know what is evil what is not so evil yeah <laughs> you know the lin, the lin kuei at least in actual mortal combat um ridiculous bloody ass lore like mortal combat lore is so convoluted and stupid calling it but, lore is a stretch to begin with well it's been heavily it, it's it's been heavily uh stretched out by anything more right i mean yeah uh, well it's got yeah. it, they've got games they've got tv shows they've got books it's just none the, of the them term, are particularly good but the they've term, got lore the, the term lore has dignified connotations that i feel it hasn't earned is all i'm saying yeah <laughs> um don't but, get me wrong like i like the franchise in general i'm not mm -hmm. hating i'm just saying you know it's like calling twilight a saga like nah bro it's yeah. no it's not a saga <laughs> yeah it is a series of things that is not a saga in, in any in any case the lin kuei were on we're primarily on the side of earth realm yeah so the fact that in this particular case he's was serving nether realm actually did really um or sorry not nether realm outworld nether realm is where scorpion went right um it it, yeah. it was actually something that I found kind of confusing at the beginning. I guess they just wanted as many fights with Sub Zero being cool, pun intended, as possible. Right. Um, yeah, you know, they just kind of just like in the games, they kind of just you know uh, shake the etch a sketch as needed to come up with whatever yeah. set pieces they want. But yeah, mm -hmm. you're right. Generally speaking, they it's more like they hate each other, but they're still on the same like macro side in the sense that they're both on Earth realm side when it comes to the whole yeah. interdimensional rumble. Yeah. Yep. Of course there are multiple there's more than just two sides in the interdimensional rumble these days too. So And also, right. you know, there there are plenty of, you know, people that are very bad people that are on the you know earth realm side, yeah. side like kano for example speaking of kano we might as well go there kano <laughs> was kano was a joy for every scene he was in for the kano most uh, uh, so like uh, the the only the only real complaint i have about kano was that while they were in the temple training he seemed he seemed just slightly kind of like one note in terms of his brashness like mm -hmm. his brashness was 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 what was endearing about him but up until his heel turn spoilers but hey we're in spoiler territory yeah. um up and up until his heel turn he was just kind of generally a dick mm -hmm. and he didn't really like he didn't have he wasn't as much of a charming dick as he had been in uh in other situations so yeah that's uh <laughs> uh he just has so many great lines and i mean the fact that he said Kano wins is pretty great. Oh, I, like, yeah. I, now that I think about it, it's more like five or six fatalities because I forgot to count Kano ripping out the heart. Yeah, I was counting Kano. Um, so oh, there was okay. Kano. There was so, Jax. There was Kano, Jax. Kano Kung and Jax both got things. Kung Lao got his ridiculous table saw fatality, Shang which Shang was Shang fucking Shang. awesome. Yeah, uh, right? That and he, and he, I love that he just kind of surfed the surfed his opponent. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. that's that, that's pretty much the fatal his fatality for you. He I mean, I guess you could 
you could yeah. say that uh, you could say that Cole got one, but since Cole's not an established character and literally had no fatalities, that can't. Yeah. I don't know if you really right. count that. Well, if you're, I, I'm only trying to count the fatalities that in the actual um, game. Yeah, that that yeah. that 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 were like direct one to one. This is yeah. the this is a fatality from the game. Um, Jack's smashing the person's skull between his hands is one. Yeah. Um, Kano That's ripping right. someone's heart out is one. That goes back to Mortal Kombat too. Yeah. And Kano, of course, was original Mortal Kombat, so mm -hmm. that's the OG, and that and the Toasty, of course. Yeah. And Scorpion got yeah got got his uh, got his take off his hood and breathe hellfire as a skeleton head. No, there's one that's kind of in between because uh, Liu Kang has one, but technically it's an oh no no that's right he does have a Liu Kang actually fucking say said fatality, but he actually has uh, in Mortal Kombat two he does have that fatality where he turns into a dragon and eats the top half of your body. Yeah. So I guess technically it's a flashier version of that one. Yes, that def that was definitely the, the what they were going for there. And keep in mind, animalities were where 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 you turned your enemy into an animal, not yourself. Uh, I I don't remember it that way. Like in Mortal Kombat three, I distinctly remember machine smoke turning into a bull and goring you. And uh, pretty sure. Oh no, you're right. I am you. sorry. I was wrong. It was animalities in Mortal Kombat three, and yeah, you actually turned into things. Okay, I was yeah. wrong. Ermac apparently turns into a frog and eats an opponent. One of them turns into some kind of monkey or gorilla and like tears their limbs off and stuff. There's a lot of mm -hmm. weird stuff. Liu Kang anyway. turned into yeah, like um, Liu Kang's animality was turning into a dragon, just like his Mortal Kombat two fatality. So that's why I was a little unclear on what that was. But he did actually literally say fucking fatality. So I guess we got yeah. To go he also got to say <laughs> fatality, which did like like it, that was that, that was so very. Kind of out of level. It's like that. That's that's almost gratuitous. Well, I mean, Kung Lao being all flawless victory. Like, flawless victory at least makes us makes more sense. Yeah, it makes more um, sense. As opposed to just randomly saying fatality. Yeah, of course it's a fucking fatality. He's dead. It's just the word fatality is like that's something you think of as like oh there was a train derailment and there were this yeah. many fatalities. Not like and, hey, I just fucking ripped yeah. the guy's head off. <laughs> and I was that's wrong. more like murder. I was wrong in, in my analysis earlier. Apparently Shang Sun did at one point say, finish them. I just missed it. Ah, yeah. but it's finished. Wait, finished them as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, because he was he was saying, go ahead and kill your enemies. It wasn't a specific... It was not a single, finish it. Yeah, getting but, into asterisk territory here as to what we consider official reference. <laughs> eh, that was definitely the, the intention. Also, get over here was completely like there was no reason for him to say get over here, but but I was very thankful that he did. I mean, uh, I would Scorpion. posit that I would posit that he wanted him to be closer so that he could more efficiently kick his ass. Well, yeah, but it's also the only thing <laughs> he ever says in English. Yes, well, give the people what they want. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I think it would have been a lot. I, I I would have liked it if he had said "get over here," but in Japanese, just to really kind of mess with things. Oh, um, since we're on the topic of you know like quotes and fan service and whatnot, um, quick roundtable on the favorite uh, example of that. As much as I love the uh, the Kano wins thing where he rips the heart out of the reptile creature, I think mm -hmm. I gotta go with the whole. Um, spamming the back and low kick sweep move that Liu Kang pulls on Kano 
And then he even oh. does the thing where he jumps at the wrong time and he waits and then trips him again. <laughs> it's like right. that actually oh. brought back memories of actually playing the game. It was fucking fantastic. In, in, in the right. training montage, and yes. he says, "Is that yeah, the only it, fucking thing you're gonna do?" Yeah. And he does it. He does it. He's like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> he was like all of us Based. as a kid right then. Right. Uh, you're getting pissed off at your brother or whatever. It was great. This was definitely a game that that had. Oh, or game. Yeah, there we go. Freddy and Slip. <sighs> yeah, it's definitely this was this was a movie that that like anyone who has who who has any love of the game will uh just it, it was made it was made for game fans really like this right. wasn't this was not a movie that was made for the average moviegoer. This was will, made specifically I... to attract people in our generation who are now adults and wanted to see an R-rated. Uh, and and right. when uh, oh, Mortal Kombat '95 came right. out, find a man. Yeah, when Marvel, Mortal Kombat Nine came out, we were disappointed that it wasn't more bloody. And now they made another one, and they made it hard R with all the gore in the world. Well, I'll give them credit um, where credit's due because it's like there's so many video game movies over the years where the director and or producers and writers are just all like, oh, man, like we're going to really do this thing, man. It's going to be all serious and cool and we're going to adapt this thing and make it cool. And then it's just a pile of garbage. And it's like if you actually know what the source material is and just try to make a good translation of it, then it often just works. You don't have to go through these contortions and like take apart everything that makes it what a perfect example of this. The Doom movie fucking sucked. And I love yep. Doom. Okay. I love the Doom franchise. Fun games, cool atmosphere, cool music, cool sound. Like there's all sorts of cinematic aspects of it. It's a no brainer as a translation to film because you just have a crazy, creepy, you know, shoot 'em up demon. Uh, fun house, horror house kind of thing going on. Uh, like a spooky, you know, well, I don't know if haunted house, eh, interdimensional. Anyway, point is scary, shooty stuff. But they're yeah. like, hey, you know what, kids? Let's strip out all that stuff that has anything to do with demon or hell or any of the most iconic images and aspects and concepts of the game. And then let's have almost no action whatsoever. Uh, almost nobody actually shoots any like demon stuff, just like a few zombies mm -hmm. here and there. Hey, let's have a big ass Gatling gun. But then it never actually gets used, except they just shoot a few rats with it and then gets killed. Like just some of the dumbest fucking decisions I could possibly imagine and it's like you have to go out of your way to fuck something up that that's easy i mean it's like hey we're we're gonna we're gonna do a, a stupid movie based on doom and we even have the rock involved and they still managed to fuck it up yeah right? i think the main problem with that was they were basing it off of doom uh is that they were basically they were tr they were trying to remove all the hell from doom 3 I, I just why why make a doom movie and remove hell that just stupid it's like hey kids let's have a resident evil movie but like get rid of that bio stuff it's like no that's the thing <laughs> that's like half the thing right there you know i don't know i'm ranting but it's just it the point is like sometimes often actually people make these video game adaptations and they're too smart for their own good they're like oh we're gonna do this and that instead we're gonna do all these things and then it just it's like too many cooks in the kitchen or it's too far removed from the you know what it, what it actually was and then it's like the people that don't know about it don't care and are confused. And the people that do care about it are like betrayed and disappointed Are disappointed. That was, that was kind of my complaint about super orphan fight. And by kind of, I mean, that was my main complaint about super orphan fight. They made, <laughs> they, they made, uh, they, they made it too. They, they did too much that, that rec that called upon comics knowledge for your app for the average viewer to be happy with it um but then they also subverted enough of the things that one would expect with call it comics knowledge 
so that the comics fans were also disappointed with it. Unless you're my friend Kevin. They're the they're the occasional people that like the movie. I just what a what a uh, I, just, I just found it so boring and slow. Ugh. Ironically, yeah. it, you know, the longer version of it's supposed to be better, and it's like, yeah, but do I want to watch a longer version of a movie I already don't like? No thanks. The longer version's the only one that I've <laughs> actually seen. Um, but the the although I should I should say as a as a uh, brief digression here while we're on this particular digression. Mm-hmm. Um, we're definitely going to have to do a Snyder Cut episode. So, as we're actually going to have goes, to do four of them because it's uh, four hours long. I, I actually have to point out that that episode is actually already spoken for. Ethan and I are going to do that one together. Ah, okay. Um, because um, he kind of called dibs. Sorry. That's fine. Uh, this last <laughs> being covered. There's a lot we, to... We still uh, haven't uh, gotten together to, 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 do, to, to do that, but uh, we're that the plan is to sort of talk about the original cut versus the Snyder cut and things along those lines. So look forward to that at some point in the future, people once Ethan and I can get a weekend together to go watch. And it. I'm, and I, I finished, I finished, um, I finished uh, the DLCs for um, outer worlds. So we've got an outer worlds episode coming soon too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mortal so, Kombat. yeah. Yeah. Back yeah. to Mortal Kombat. Um, yeah, and the thing I'm is, we've young. been talking. Yeah, and the thing we've been talking. The thing is, a lot of us been talking about the uh, the the game and how as like as a movie. Um, yeah. You know, I, I mean, as a movie, because I never played the the games that much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm I like video games, but I you know, it's just like uh, fighter game fighting games were never my thing. That's right. Uh, you know, so it was just one of those things of uh, <clears throat> I. Uh, as as far as the movie went, I enjoyed that they actually. For one of the things I enjoyed the Sonya Blade subplot. You know, I mean, you could see how it was going to end up a mile away. Um, right, right. You know, you know. It was very she, much, um, you know. Oh gosh, why am I drawing a blank here? The um, the 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 whole thing with the rifle on the mantle. What's that called? A Chekhov's gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very right? much Chekhov's gun. Only it was like you know. I don't know, Chekhov's thighs, like whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> or I guess in, in this case, uh, I mean, technically gnome. Yeah, pew pew, but yeah. you know. Chekhov's gnome. <laughs> but yeah, I know that was a, well, that was kind of an appropriate way for him to die because he was such a clown, you know, like I kind yeah. of felt like that was apt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm kind of sad to see him go, but I mean, yeah, that's, that's that happen. sounds about right. <laughs> So. Yeah, yeah, I I agree, Ben. Um, Sonya was, and that's the thing is like I've always found her like this very like I don't know by the book like stern like humorless mm-hmm. boring character for the most part when it comes to the games and the previous movie where like mm-hmm. uh, I mean she's still you know like mainly a you know down to business kind of character in this but I don't know I just mm-hmm. I, I felt like she had a little more personality in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, you know, of course, seeing seeing her bicker with Kano um, was classic. Yeah. I mean, Kano is just the fucking best. I mean, so good. I like how they just decided to to roll with him being Australian. Yeah, yeah. Because they established that in the. He wasn't until they did the original movie, right? They just yeah. had a choice, and then it was, did, yeah, in, in in the original movie, yeah, um, he was played by an Australian. Uh, before that, he was of ambiguous. Um, he was of ambiguous descent, right. but everyone was so like, uh, I'm sorry, apparently according to original canon, he was a Japanese American. Um, but then, um, they, uh, but, but then the movie happened and, um, yeah. and they were like, he's just so much fun as an Australian. Let's just 
Make him an Australian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The um, another thing um, that I I don't know the 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 fight sequence worked pretty well, I guess. But I was a little bummed out that reptile wasn't actual actually reptile. He was just like a fucking CGI lizard. Like, mm-hmm. You know, it's like he was like permanently the lizard version from the original <laughs> Mortal yeah. Kombat in a sense. I was just kind of like, well, that's kind of a letdown. Um, yeah. But I get it. Like he served his function, and you don't really have a whole lot of room and breathing. You don't have a whole lot of breathing room and screen mm-hmm. time for three fucking Lin Kui in one movie. Yeah, but, well, so, like, they, they were they were exercising a conservation of ninjutsu. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. If you'll notice, um, all of uh, all of Hanzo Hasashi or uh, Scorpion's um, bodyguards got killed off screen, so that that way um, he got to be a total badass against a bunch of noobs, and then. Um, noob Saibot. <laughs> um, but um, I mean, technically, this uh, th- this this uh, Sub Zero is Noob Saibot because he's behind the original one. Um, but that's that's getting way more, into the weeds. In any case, um, yeah. But um, <laughs> well, technically, Reptile is a character from the original Mortal Kombat because he was just a uh, he was just Scorpion and Sub Zero smushed together because. As uh, you know from art class in the first grade, when you put yellow and blue together, you get yep. green. And that's what he was, is a just a palette-swapped mishmash where he would do the slide kick and the freeze, only it was green from Sub-Zero, and he would also do the like the flying punch and the and the scorpion spear move stuff. Yep. It was just both characters put together. But yeah, it was mm-hmm. like double flawless victory and then uppercut them into the pit, and then you get to fight him, if I recall yep. correctly. Uh, I think that was correct, yeah. And if you'll recall, the red one, Ermac, uh, got introduced... Because everyone decided there was because everyone decided there was supposed to be a red one. Um, <laughs> ninjas taste the rainbow. Um, but yeah. I gotta say, really, like the 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 two Sub Zero Scorpion fights were, in my opinion, the best fights in the in the, in the movie. Um, yeah, they're pretty cool. I mean, it's a good combination of just um, cool martial arts stuff with solid choreography, and then like implementing the you know supernatural yeah. aspects to make it more interesting. In, in the first one set in the past, where where Scorpion's using the hell out of that rope dart. Oh yeah, that was legit. Yeah, freaking great. That was just that was some excellent fight uh, fight and and kill choreography. No, I just had some good visceral you know energy to it. You know, just getting yeah. down and dirty and stuff. Right. And then the second fight, well, where, where they're both uh, all ninjaed up and fighting in the place where where um where Cole Young was was fighting before before the the Mortal Kombat started um in case you didn't realize that was where they were um cuz I didn't until like they were leaving uh, <laughs> um that was great too especially the thing that also made it into the trailers but was still a great payoff shot where um Sub-Zero cuts Scorpion open and then freezes his blood into another blade. Right. It's like, yeah, that that that's that's definitely just it's very mic drop. That's badass enough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go, yeah, go on. Sonya kills Kano and then the manages to master her magic superpowers off screen. Yeah, you know, it's she was looking at the clock. She was looking at her watch. I'm like, oh shit, this movie's almost over. I better figure this out. Our well, the, uh... well, the thing is, is she'd been tr- she'd been working on that, you know, trying to become. She knew more about it than than. Yeah, uh, that's true. Know, I guess you could say that she put in she put in her her time way earlier, and even before right? the movie started. Mm-hmm. I love that bit where like 
they're training and she tries to like walk over there and then Kung Lao like stops her and says she can't. And Kano's just like, fucking whoops. That's <laughs> 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 so great. Right. Whoopsie. <laughs> yeah. Which of course made her, you know, her taking his mark, you know, I liked the idea with the marks. That was not something that was in the first, in the first movie. You know, yeah. I like that. It was, a, it was a bit of a fun bit of lore yeah. in there. Um, and I kind of mixed. I, I kind of have mixed feelings about the whole like lore, like approach and execution. Because some of it, I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool and like world buildy and kind of ties things together. But then other aspects, I'm just like, okay, this is kind of plotting and arbitrary, and a lot of this doesn't make any sense, and it's eating up a lot of valuable mm-hmm. screen time. Like I don't know, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of hit or miss for me. I was yeah. honestly very disappointed that uh, that Raiden decided to actually follow the rules and never really threw down. Right. Yeah, well, well you then, know, it's like, I don't know, it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, well, even though the other side clearly isn't going to follow any rules, we're going to follow rules just because, because we're he, sh- he should have squared up with Shang Tsung at some point, is all I'm saying. Yeah. And it should have been a, a like, other than, you know, more than just uh, Raiden putting down his the barrier and saying, you know, you shall not pass until Kano betrays us. Um, I feel like there should have been at least a small little back and forth between, you know, the 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 elder god of earth realm and effect and effectively the elder god of outworld even though he's technically not one of the elder gods but once again mortal combat lore is ridiculous yeah that, um, i'm not i don't know anything about anything about it which is why i feel like uh, yeah. it's you know a thing uh stuff you know uh, toasty well you know it's it's all over the place and some of it's contradictory so mm-hmm. it's not really a big deal honestly yeah that 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 is a problem. Like with 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 Mortal Kombat, you have to be like, okay, well, which time line are we referring to? Because there's like two of them now. Yeah. And um, and when you get it, into the whole Sub Zero thing, where it's like, there's the original Sub Zero, then Sub Zero gets killed by Scorpion, and his younger brother is a new Sub Zero, but then the old Sub Zero is around somehow. But is he the old Sub Zero? And it's this whole fucking thing. Yeah. There's all sorts yeah, of game. ridiculosity. It's like comic books in that respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, video game logic. Very true, yeah. Uh, um, Wait, did I refresh my memory. Does Kano actually take a bite out of the heart, or does he just remove the heart? I can't the remember. I think he just removes the heart. I, feel I like know he, he definitely removes, removes the heart. In the game, he actually takes a bite out of it, but I'm pretty sure he just removes the heart. Yeah. But is it's great delivery, though. He's like, ah, look at your fucking beauty. That, and of course, like him getting to say Kano wins was just <laughs> was just excellent. He must have had so much fucking fun filming that. Yeah, movie. that that, that is that that is very true. This was an actor who who you could tell was just having the absolute time of his life. I love when he when he unlocks his arcana as they call it, and he's just, he's so stoked like a fucking a laser on, eye on morning like kid on Christmas morning. He's like, oh, laser eye. It's like much better than fucking fireballs. <laughs> <laughs> laser so, yeah australian's one of the ac- one of the uh one of the initially european accents that i really just can't do very well well australian is basically a cockney accent I, but i can do cockney decently well I can at do least cockney i claim decently well but i but i can't but i can't uh i can't really quite get the right uh the <laughs> right mindset for uh right for for australian it's kind of weird um excuse me sorry yeah so um, another thing I noticed is they just kind of threw in some characters. There's like, hey, we need some warm bodies to be fatalities. So here, here's a dude with a hammer, and 
here's a succubus type chick that flies around. It's like <laughs> pretty sure those are just okay. um, yeah, those aren't actual characters in the game, are they? Or are they succubus like... was Melina. Oh, I was thinking of the wait. Was that the same? Well, who believe. got who got Kung Loud? Um, I th- give me a that second. Was like, that was the that was the harpy. I th- yeah, I was, I was I, talking about the harpy. That's different than Melina. Right? Okay, you're Melina right. Give me a second here. Spies, Mortal Kombat Two. Uh, let's see. They had Cabal. But some of those, like you know, some of those non-human, some of those outworldian type characters, um, they can just kind of like treat as like grist for the mill because it's you know they yeah. always have these hand wavy things where you're like, oh, Shang Tsung brought them back with some soul mm-hmm. or something, or it's like Baraka, or it's like, oh no, that wasn't like the Baraka. It was just one of the many identical looking Baraka people. Yeah. Like he's apparently like a race of people in the fucking outer world that have blades yeah their hands for some reason yeah they're all fucking identical <laughs> so yeah. uh that the winged vamp bat vampire person was nitara um she is from give me a moment <laughs> okay so well the, the bottom line is they're yeah they're they're mining the you know the, the d-list here nitara so, um <laughs> was in deadly alliance um Tournament edition and uh, the game Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Okay, yeah, I didn't. I haven't played many of the newer ones. Um, apparently had a cameo in Eleven, so she was not. Uh, yeah, she she was not what you would call one of the more uh, prominent characters. One of the more prominent characters. Yeah. Um, let's they see. Did, to be fair, they did kill off a few prominent characters though. Kung Lao. Yeah, they killed Kung Lao. Goro. Yeah, well, they since they killed young Kung Lao, now that means they can they they uh, or not Goro, they can bring in uh, Shiva next. And they also have uh, Kin- Kitaro, Kintaro, that one from two, who's way more annoying than Goro. Yeah, him. That was one right. of the biggest bullshit boss fights of all time. I, I still maintain to this day. Yeah, they've got uh, they've got as many Shokan as they really want. Yeah. Um. How much you want to bet there's going to be Cyborg Boys in the sequel? Well, I mean, you already kind of had that with Cabal, but I'm sure they'll bring in Sector at, at some point. Yeah, Cabal um, isn't really full cyborg boy. He's just kind of like, I don't know. He's like, only in the sense of like Darth Vader, where it's like, hey, look, I have a bunch of elaborate equipment that's keeping me alive, kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, the Cabal um, Kano banter was fun. Kano, Raiden, Jax, Liu Kang, Shang Sun, Behind, Molina. Another thing that, that kind of felt a little odd to me is like i'm so used to Liu kang being like a prominent main character he's just kind of around a little bit in this one yeah <laughs> like he doesn't really have a whole lot of screen time or stuff to do i right. mean you know he, he has a bit but he got to do his bicycle kick, so all good yeah he just didn't go yeah i could never take that move seriously it's true but that's that's what's 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 so great about it yeah, well, it adds that extra layer of frustration whenever you land it, whenever, you know, you yeah. get hit by it or you, you know, someone else. Not only are they unable to do anything for an extended period of time and taking damage, they have to listen to that, whoop, 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 which is totally the Zoidberg sound effect, by the way. Well, it, the Zoidberg, fair, that sound effect. it's not even the Zoidberg sound effect. It's the Shep oh, sound effect. Right, from Three Stooges. Oh, okay. It was Stooges Stooges. did it first. Zoidberg yes. was emulating them. Uh, That's fair. But uh, actually, not Shep Curly. Curly, yeah, it's a three suits sound effect. Yeah, sorry, it's not Shep. It was Curly. Um, but uh, so let, let's let let's let, let's take a little bit of time here um, at the end uh, to say what would we like to see in, in Mortal Kombat Two. 
You already did a little bit of it. You want to see some cyborg, uh, not some cyborg shenanigans. Yeah. Um, since we've already teased Johnny Cage, um, I want there to be, I, I want there to be a thing in the movie. It, like I want to, I want to obviously be introduced in a movie, and I want there to be a um, a callback to his Mortal Kombat uh, one, two, and and most recent uh, Mortal Kombat games. Um, fatality with punching the guys the people's head off and not getting it right um if you're not familiar in mortal kombat one if you executed the uh the button combination for his decapitating uppercut fatality really quickly twice he would actually punch two heads off of his opponent i do remember that glitch yeah (laughs) and in mortal kombat 3 they canonized it by giving him an extra a, a special extra fatality where he got to punch three heads off of people. <laughs> yeah, there's um, a lot of funny little like Easter egg like where they just go with it. Yeah. yeah. And then in Mortal Kombat, and then I think in Mortal Kombat X, um, they had a fatality where essentially he's trying to punch to uppercut the head off of someone, and it keeps going slightly wrong. And he and he keeps getting extra takes from a director. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's funny. And I want something like that. Like, like I want, I want there to be some sort of shout out to that, to that punch, and not being able to get it right. Um, that one can be kind of subtle, though. Ben, what would you? Well, Ben, you haven't played much Mortal Kombat, but what would you like to see? So I'm looking at it strictly from a movie perspective. Uh, sequel be better than fucking Annihilation. I don't want him to just kill off a character because. Um, I want to see. I, I should point out that it's Mortal Kombat. A lot of people get killed off just because. So I'm yeah, not but sure not like not like in no Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, I didn't like that. Char- I didn't like that actor to kill his character in a stupid way. Um, yeah, that was very much like the DM hating a player and killing the player. Right. Uh, so you know, I want to see because the thing is, is that when you look at the way this, you know, and as a writer, I look at it going, okay, what you know, what is the story here? Um, you know, I want to see kind of the the. Uh, you know, because they, this is, this, to me, this is a plot hole. Oh, can you actually pull anyone from anywhere and put them in a tournament? That wasn't a tournament. I want to see an actual Mortal Kombat tournament. Um, you know. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's happening. I mean. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I just, I like the idea that they actually had a coherent lore for it. I want to see a more coherent, you know. Yeah, I want to see more of that other than, because to me, Mortal Kombat was just, you know, you know just, okay, we're fighting. You know, and then they're adding in shit for, uh you know, for whatever reason. So, yeah, I mean, it's very much that. I mean, at first it was just, you yeah. know, your standard, hey, there's a tournament. But like, is the is the franchise age, they kept throwing in new new shit pieces for <laughs> right? them to be constantly fighting. Then all this mm-hmm. weird lore yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I don't know. What would I I would like to um, I would like to see another uh, Lin Kuei Ninja like smoke uh, was a was a personal favorite. Although the problem with that though, is that the other, um, the other ninjas tend to be too derivative where it's just like the same character again, like in mortal Kombat two, when you could fight smoke, it was like a reptile situation where it was just like scorpion with smoke yeah. coming out of him, basically. <laughs> so they have to be careful to make it, you know, its own well, distinct they, character with their own moves s- and stuff. Since, since their introduction, they did take the time to, uh, to make yeah, it later, so that, later that reptile and smoke had their own deal going on. Yeah, Although, well, I mean, even MK2, yeah. I mean, you know, 
reptile became a full yeah. character with his own stuff but that ship has sailed obviously um I, I think uh, it would be cool to um, see Katana and then possibly have like a resurrected Melina Katana rivalry mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, um, yeah. I gotta say, if I, if we're if we're gonna get another uh, if we're gonna get another Lin Kuei, I would like I would like it to be Ermac, the red one, because he was a joke. Um, yeah. Also, you could have that you can have Ermac come in because he actually wasn't technically Lin Kuei, even though he totally was Lin Kuei. Uh, he was also from Outworld, so he could right. also he could serve as an as an additional um, as an additional um, cannon fodder. And well, I was going to say antagonist ninja, but yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and he had fire moves, so you know can't have enough fire. Um, kill it with fire. Um, but yeah, no, really, I just want to see. I, I want to see the the way the way they would do the thing. I want to see they would have him. They would have Johnny being in a movie. And not just and just not being able to get the choreo- the fight choreography right for how he's supposed to end the fight with that with a brutal uppercut, and then right. they can call back to it later in the movie and have him actually punch someone's head off. Yeah, that would be a fun little Chekhov's decapitating uppercut yeah. going on. <laughs> but um, yeah, that would be one thing I would just say that you know I really want them to just not fuck up the Johnny intro. That would be great. Yeah. Um, and you know like. <clears throat> They have, uh, I'd say if, if I could just one other thing I could wish the sequel is just one of the, one of my, I only had a few like main gripes with it. Like I mentioned, I was, you know, I was kind of ho-hum about the audience stand in original character thing. Yeah. Uh, my other main gripe was they, um, they got all these legit martial artists that really know what they're doing, but then they like chopped up all these cuts and like wasted a lot of the choreography like yeah it's like quick cut quick cut quick cut and it's like just let just stay on them for a while and let them do their fucking thing these are actual martial artists they're kick-ass like learn, stay on them and yeah. let us see everything like what do you learn do? from uh learn from john wick and do long cut a- action fights yeah fucking daredevil <laughs> yeah, up daredevil. And do, man yeah yeah that, sometimes those long fucking shots fight, are amazing yeah. right? or um as i'm sure i've mentioned to people and i will signal boost again um, from uh, the the Tony Jaa movie, The Protector, and the oh, restaurant God. stairway yes. scene of one of oh the most epic God. long shots of all time. It's yes. like two and a half minutes long, and uh, I I own the Blu-ray for that, and I have to mention this because the producer did the did the audio commentary for it. The take that that was the ninth take they had shot that day. Uh, was the one that actually made it into the movie. So think about this. It's a two and a half minute long, long take that is very physically demanding. And they did it nine times. Yeah. <laughs> and it was that fucking great on the ninth time. Yeah. Right? Well, apparently Tony wasn't happy with it the first eight times. That was a dedication. Um, I, I, I am... I am looking forward to eating popcorn at the uh, at the for for the next Johnny for the next Johnny Cage movie, the next Mortal Kombat movie featuring Johnny Cage. <laughs> right. So, It'll be interesting to see who they get to play the part. Mm-hmm. You need someone who is capable of playing an egomaniac. Yeah, I still find that <sighs> funny that he was modeled after Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Well, oh, goddamn. I mean, he, oh. he had the splits move and everything. It makes sense. Yeah. Which, by the way, I love, like, if you did that against Sony, he would just kind of, like, impotently do the splits and then nothing would happen because there's not a testicle to a sale. Yeah. Not testicles to a sale. Because it was splits yeah. and uh, splits and punched the balls. 
let's punch the balls. Yep. Which is how he dispatched Goro in the uh, first Mortal Kombat movie. Yep. He did that and then just kind of let him give him a little push and he fell off the tower. I will say this, a uh, much more satisfying Goro kill this time around, you know? He yeah. Tore him apart. I, I will also say, uh, th- this, is, this is one other thing. They went to Outworld on a bridge for some of their fights. I was disappointed by no one getting knocked into a spike pit at the bottom. Ooh, that's a good wish list for the sequel. Somebody needs to get knocked off a pit into spikes. Obviously, yes, we need right? a spike. Ki- we need a, we need a spike hall kill. And a tradition yeah. since the original game. <laughs> Only just thought of that. We we needed a spike hall kill, and we didn't get that in the first one. So. I always thought it was hilarious in Mortal Kombat Three that um, that level you could play on where there's like um, you're like on these uh, sus wooden boards, and then you could like do the pit move, and they would go through like ten floors, and then finally hit the spikes at the very bottom. It was just so <laughs> gratuitous. It's like bam, 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 and then they finally hit that stop. <laughs> Stuff. Uh, Mortal Kombat was never made known for its subtlety, which I uh, guess in a I guess in a nutshell, we sh- we should say more uh more level hazards is what we yes. want in this rule. More level hazards, please. More ultine, please. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, you know, knocking them into the acid pool and having the skeleton bob up in Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat Two. There's a lot of great stages like that. Uh, it was good to have seen a movie again, and it was good to talk about movies again. Um, right. And uh, I'm just glad that a, a a hard R Mortal Kombat movie exists. I'm just grateful. Yeah, for that. that was fact. that was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, we will excellent. come to you. We will come to you next time with more of something. Not sure what it'll be. We got a few episodes on the. We've got a few episodes in in the can. We got a few on the docket. Uh, we'll we'll work that all out. In the meantime, we'll something. Yeah. This has been Neil, the one true Ben, and Mike. And we'll talk to you next time on Geek Fanthology. All right. Craig, get out of here. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It is brought to you by a letter and a number. The opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. If there was interstitial music in this episode, it'll be listed in the doobly-doo. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it in your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate us. If you're listening on Spotify, please follow us, etc., etc. Anything that you can do to help boost the signal and work the algorithm to make us more discoverable is appreciated. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us, either by making a one-time donation on our website or a reoccurring one on Patreon at patreon.com slash workingtheory. A final thought. This outro is recorded in advance, and you may never hear it. It kind of depends on whether Neil has time to record a regular outro for an episode or if something gets in the way.